again, we do greet you in that name, which is above every other name, the name which the Bible declares that every knee shall bow and every tongue shall confess. Welcome once again to our worship experience. We thank God for our worship team once again for ushering us into the presence of God. And at this time, we turn now our attention once again to the word of God. This morning, we again are in the midst of a series during the month entitled, I Quit. I Quit, and we pray and trust that you have been blessed uh, throughout the course of this month. And today, we add another installment uh, in this series of messages entitled, I Quit. Today, uh, we want to talk about quit being temperamental, quit being temperamental. We talked about quit questioning the fate of our future, quit underestimating the power of your word, quit being intimidated. Today, quit being temperamental. We turn our attention to the book of Esther this morning, the third chapter. This morning, we're going to be reading from the New Living Translation. I'll give you a moment to find it, and once again, don't forget to uh, share and begin those watch parties and to reach out to someone. Thank you so kindly. Thank you so very much uh, for those who uh, take heed to what we're saying, and uh, we pray and trust that you are being tremendously blessed. Esther 3, verse 1, and it reads like this. Sometime later, King Xerxes promoted Haman, the son of Hamadatha the Agagite, over all the other nobles, making him the most powerful official in the empire. All the king's officials would bow down to him um, to show him respect whenever he passed by. For so the king had commanded, for so the king had commanded, um, but Mordecai refused to bow down or show him respect. Then the palace officials at the king's gate asked Mordecai, why are you disobeying the king's command? And they spoke to him day after day, but still he refused to comply with the order. So they spoke to Haman about this to see if he would tolerate Mordecai's conduct. Since Mordecai had told them he was a Jew. When Haman saw, when Haman saw, when Haman saw that Mordecai would not bow down or show him respect, he was filled with rage. He had learned of Mordecai's nationality, so he decided it was not enough to lay hands on Mordecai alone. Instead, he looked for a way to destroy all the Jews throughout the entire empire of Xerxes. So in the month of April, during the 12th year of King Xerxes' reign, Lots were cast in Haman's presence. The lots were called Purim to determine the best day and month to take action. And the day selected was March 7th, nearly a year later. 
Then Haman approached King Xerxes and said, there is a certain race of people. There's a certain race of people. There's a certain race of people scattered throughout all the provinces of your empire who keep themselves separate from everyone else. Their laws are different from those of any other people, and they refuse to obey the laws of the king. So it is not in the king's interest to let them live. If it please the king, issue a decree that they be destroyed, and I will give 10,000 large sacks of silver to the government administrators to be deposited in the royal treasury. The king agreed, confirming his decision by removing his signet ring from his finger and giving it to Haman, son of Hamadatha the Agagite, the enemy, the enemy, the enemy of the Jews. The king said, the money and the people are both yours to do with as you see fit. That's enough. That's enough. We end our reading there once again. Um, let's pray. Father, we thank you for the privilege of preaching. We pray now for preaching power. We pray now for clarity of thought, articulation of speech. We pray now again that you would allow this word to be a word tailor-made for the moment. Circumcise even now my heart that, God, I might say what you want said and speak what you want spoken that your people might be enriched and edified and uplifted through the word of God this morning. Thank you for the privilege of preaching. And God, we thank you in advance for how you're going to move, bless, and, and bless. In Jesus' name we pray, amen and amen. Quit being temperamental. Mortified by Mordecai, Haman the hater is plotting and planning to murder Mordecai simply because Mordecai refused to bend and to bow down to him. Let me say that again. Um, Mordecai has mortified Haman. Haman is a hater. And Haman wants to kill Mordecai simply because Mordecai would not bend or bow down to him. Because he would not bend and bow down to him, now Haman is going for blood. He wants to break him. <clears throat> he wants to kill him. He wants to destroy him. He's decided on his own that it is time for him to die. But what he did not realize was that uh, Mordecai had the mindset and the mentality of that young Maya Angelo in the making, that young lady by the name of uh, Amanda Gorman, who wowed us with her wisdom as she spoke to us at the inauguration as we sat and watched a 22-year-old speak with so much intellect and insight. <clears throat> 
who shared with us, uh, even in that time that was given uh, and allotted to her, who not only um, uh, revealed to us the temperature uh, of the cultural context in which we now find ourselves living in, but also set on her own to, to set the thermostat uh, for the way in which uh, we ought to all be even-tempered while we live in these yeah. temperamental times. Oh, yeah. uh, she spoke to us about how we need to be aware of the things that are going around on around on, on around us, but at the same time, we also uh, need to approach this season and this moment with optimism. Uh, yes, she spoke to us uh, because she let us know that these are certainly um, turbulent and chaotic times in which we live, and, and certainly um, people are very temperamental in these times, but yet she reminded us uh, through the speech or the recitation that she wrote that uh, we ought to envision a time when we can sit under our vine trees and fig trees and not be afraid that we can sit in our place of fruit, fruitfulness and prosperity and not have to worry about anyone coming after us or being against us, that there can be a time of fruitfulness in our lives and we can enjoy that time with open freedom. And she lets us know that that's the kind of mindset we should have, but yet the reality is we live in a time where people are these are temperamental times of people are moody, people are quick to get in their feelings. We have not arrived there just yet, but yet I do believe that if we keep pushing that we can get to that place if we just take heed to what God has laid out for us in instruction through his word. I believe that we can get there. I believe that we can arrive to that place, but we got to do the dirty work right now. We got to do the grunt work right now. We got to get to a place where we get beyond being so quick to get into our feelings. Can I just hang out there for just a moment? Because you do understand uh, that this is a time that people are once again very temperamental and quick to get in to their feelings. Oh, if you don't believe me, uh, just watch uh, how greasy some people can get. Uh, if um, they assume that you skipped over them while you're giving uh, your morning greetings to everyone else, watch how greasy some people will become when they feel like you looked over them because people are quick to get into their feelings. Just, just watch how some people begin to behave when you begin to bless somebody else other than them. Because people are quick to get into their feelings. Uh, just watch 
how people will start to throw shade when you begin to talk about your success because they feel as though by you talking about their success it makes them feel less successful and you will be amazed at how people are quick to get into their feelings. All of us, all of us, all of us have at least that one friend who can have as many friends as they want but yet they feel as though it is their job to say who your other friends should be because people are quick to get into their feelings. It's amazing what will set some people off. It's amazing what will make some people upset. It is amazing how little things can become big things to some people. I'm approaching my text this morning. It, it, is, it is for some people just a matter, if you will, <clears throat> of just uh, assuming that someone has slighted them. <clears throat> that they will begin to slice one another when others feel as though that uh, someone has slipped by sliding them they will begin to slice, some, slice someone else because people are quick to get into their feelings I want to say that here uh, this brings me to uh, the city limits of my text because that's what I want to talk about this morning I, I want to deal with this fact that some people are so quick to get into their feelings and some people uh, that you and I deal with day to day are so temperamental and, and they are difficult to get along with and difficult to work with because of their temperamental ways. In our text this morning, we meet a man once again by the name of Haman. And Haman here, watch this, has just been promoted. One would assume that Haman uh, would have been excited, that Haman uh, would have been on top of the world because now he occupies the top position. As a matter of fact, the Bible says that the king has promoted him over and above all the other nobles. He's at the top of his game. He's at the top of his profession. He's at the top in his company, if you will. He's at the top, but yet... Even when he has experienced promotion, we find him in this text pouting. He has been promoted. He's at the top. He's at the top of his game. But watch this. Even though he's at the top, he still has some fears. Can I hang out there for just a moment and let you know that there are some people who you'd be surprised, you'd be amazed, who are at the top. They are successful but they are scared. They are scared. What do you mean, Pastor? They are scared. You'd be amazed at how many people have achieved great things in their life and they're at the top of their game, but yet they live in fear. See, there are two groups of people, if I can talk to you for just a moment. There, there, there is a group of people um, who have a fear um, that their life will be a life uh, destined for despair. And their fear is that they will never achieve higher heights, that they will never have more than what they have right now. But then there's another group who has sat in the seat of success. 
And they have sat in that seat and they have achieved great things. And their fear is not that they won't have everything, but their fear is they will lose everything. Can I tell you that there are two groups of people. There's a group whose fear is that they'll never have anything. That they'll never achieve anything. They'll never go any higher. And then there's another group that has sat in the seat of success and are sitting there even right now. And their fear is, I'm going to lose everything. And whether you're that person who's Fear is that you'll never have everything or you're that person whose fear is you'll lose everything. What is going on as we see in this text is it can make you very temperamental. It can make you very temperamental. It can make you very moody because your fear is you'll never have what you desire to have. And so your fear is that because of that fear, rather, that it makes you temperamental while there are others who have, but their fear is losing. Can I tell you, I know I'm talking to somebody right through here who has a fear that you're going to lose what you have. He has achieved success. He has been promoted. He's at the top of the game, of his game, but yet his fear is He's going to lose what he has. Watch the text. The text tells us that he has been promoted. Not only has he been promoted, but then the text tells us that the king, after promoting Haman, then um, gave a command that everyone, when they passed by Haman, was to bow down to Haman. They were to bend down to Haman. The king gave this command. That when you see Haman, you ought to bend and bow down. Now if I could just hang out there for just a moment, uh, this to me gives me a little insight uh, into the character even, I believe, of this man Haman. Because the Bible says the king commanded people to bow down. And I wondered to myself as I thought out loud as I was preparing to come and to preach to you, why was it that the king had to command compliance? Why was it that the king had to command people to bow down to Haman? Could it be that Haman did not have the ability to receive honor on his own? Could it be that the king had to command compliance because while Haman was productive in his position, Haman lacked personality. Could it be that Haman was just like some people um, who um, assumed that uh, because they have position, a position uh, will win them favor from people, but the reality is that position does not give you favor from people, and people who get in position and don't have any personality will only be short-lived within that position because, see, being in position is not just about power, but it's also about people. And here it is. Could it be that this was Haman's problem, and that's why the king had to command compliance, that people would follow Haman because Haman couldn't get honor on his own. He had to get um, through position 
what he could never get through personality. And that's why, can I hang out there for just a moment and say, that's why some people do pursue position so much because they pursue, pursue position because they know they can only get through position of that kind of attention because they know they lack the personality. And so here it is. Here it is. The king commanded him and everyone else to bow down. But Mordecai said no. Mordecai refused to bow down. He refused to bow down to Haman. And watch the text. The Bible says that those who worked alongside of Mordecai knew and understood that he had this issue and he would not bow down to bow down to Haman. And so they went to him. The text says day after day talking to him, uh, trying to get him to change his mind. Uh, but yet the text tells us that Mordecai refused to give in. And when he would not give in, watch this, they then went to Haman himself. And they said to Haman, watch this, Haman, we want to know are you going to tolerate this kind of conduct from Mordecai since, I'm in the text, since he is a Jew? Don't miss that. Um, are you going to tolerate this from him, not just because of what he's doing, but also because of who he is? See, Haman obviously was a hater of the Jews. And, and because Haman was a hater of the Jews, it appears as though they tried to play on that. Are you going to accept that from someone you ain't feeling? Now, here it is. Here it is. Isn't it amazing how sometimes people can get in their feelings over someone they have no feelings for? I'm going to say that again. Isn't it amazing how some people right now, just like Haman, are in their feelings over someone they don't even have feelings for? Oh, I'm coming down somebody's street right now because somebody is watching me and, 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 and you're that you're the Haman this morning. You you hanging out with me this morning, and I want you to know you, you you're that Haman. You're 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 that individual who you're in your feelings. Watch this over someone you don't even have feelings for. And here it is: the text doesn't say that no one bowed down. The text just says that Mordecai refused to bow down. And here it is: you upset. Over the actions and behavior of one person. You've been promoted. You are the top official. You are the highest ranking officer in the country. And here it is. And you twisted over the behavior and actions of one. And why are you going to allow one person to take you in like that? I'm preaching already. There's somebody who's watching me this morning who's doing a self-assessment who's taking a look at your life and you're saying, my God, I have wasted so much time and 
so much energy and so much of my day and my night because for some of you, your Mordecai has, has kept you up in the midnight because all you've been doing is worrying about what one person said, what one person did, how one person treated you. And here it is, you're in your feelings over somebody you don't even have feelings for. But he in his feelings. And isn't it amazing how much attention we can give to the one while we overlook the 99? Isn't it amazing how, how, how much time we waste on one person? Isn't it amazing how, 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 how much of our energy we invest in one individual in our feelings over one person that we don't even have feelings for. Can I can, 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 can I can I ask you what why 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 are you why are you putting so much into one person? Why, why, why you, if, if, if you believe, if you believe you so much bigger and you so much greater, why are you putting so much energy in, in, into one person? And inquiring minds want to know. Because, because you, you have experienced promotion, you have experienced elevation, and, and so there's some things you ought to be above and beyond. But yet here you are in your feelings after all of your accomplishments, everything that you've done, look resume. Look at what you've been able to do. Look how far you've come. Look at what you've been able to, to attain. And yet, all you do is spend all your time talking about one person. About one person. Who's your Mordecai? Who's your, who's your Mordecai? Who's that one individual that you just can't seem to get out your spirit? The text says that um, uh, they came to him and, and they said, we want to know, are you going to tolerate this um, from, uh, from Mordecai? Now watch this. I, I love the Bible. Uh, the next verse says, uh, after they had this meeting with Haman, the text opens around verse 5 by saying, and then um, uh, when Haman saw, <laughs> uh, when Haman saw what? When Haman saw that Mordecai uh, was not bowing down to him. Um, he was filled with rage. Wait a minute. When Haman saw? So in other words, even though uh, Mordecai had not been bending and bowing, um, Haman didn't see it until somebody brought it to his attention. Can I tell you... Um, some people would be better off if they didn't have other people around them giving them something to look for. Can, can, can I tell you, some people, you included, might be better off if you didn't have in your circle some people who made it their business to always come and give you something 
to look for. According to the text, um, Mordecai had not been bowing, but Haman didn't even know it. He didn't even notice it until some people around him made it their business to text him. He didn't even know it until somebody stopped by to talk to him. He didn't even he didn't even know it. He was going on about his business until somebody came to inform him. You know, Mordecai done bend or bow when you come by. And the text says when he saw it, he was filled with rage. Could it be that some people would miss some things to their betterment? If there were some people who didn't make it their business to always come and talk about what somebody else said or did. Preach, Pastor. Oh, I know. Some people would be better in their spirit. Some of you, your day would be better off if you didn't have some people who were always coming, running, and telling you about what somebody else said about you or what somebody else is doing against you or just about gossip in general. Some people would be so much better off if you didn't have. That means that, means that somebody, perhaps, uh, to whom it may concern, may need to circumcise your circle. You may need to circumcise your circle and the people who are around you and begin to take inventory of the kind of information people have to come you with and begin to realize that there are days when you are feeling great in your spirit, you are feeling good in God until that individual comes by, that individual calls, that individual texts and your day turns from daylight to to the moon. I wonder if there's somebody who understands how important it is not to have people who are around you, who are always giving you something to look for. I wonder if there's somebody who says, I know that's right because there are other things you could be focusing on. You could be focusing on the fact that God has promoted you. You could be focusing on the fact that you've been elevated. You could be focusing on the that you've been able to go higher you could be focusing on that but instead of focusing on the positive things you decide to focus on the negative things but I wonder if there's somebody who's watching me this morning who says I've made up my mind that I'm going to focus on the positive things and I'm not going to focus on the negative things and I'm not going to get in my feelings over somebody I ain't know I don't even have feelings for no I got too many other things that I could be given attention to. So here it is. They made it their business. Uh, they made it their business um, to tell um, Haman, uh, hey, uh, you know, um, um, uh, Mordecai done bend uh, no bow to you. When, 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 when you come by, everybody else bends, but he doesn't and he was filled with rage. He became upset. He was swole. He was heated. He was hot. And the Bible tells us that when, when he um, got this news and, and he was upset that then he made a decision that um, 
with Mordecai. But I'm going to deal with all of Mordecai's people. He made up in his mind, watch this, um, that it wasn't enough for him um, to retaliate against Mordecai. But he made up his mind he was going to kill all of Mordecai's people. Watch this. He was mad with one person. And because he was mad at one person, he wanted to kill everybody. Uh, how many of you know some people like that? You're mad at one person, but you're killing everybody. Um, it happened a year earlier. Oh, yeah. oh, 
And a year later, he going to you. You still mad over something that happened a year earlier? It was a year ago that he didn't bend, that he didn't speak. He rolled his eyes, and a year later. You're still so upset with your same self that you still want to plot and plan his demise? Oh, God, help us. I, I, I know it's not a shouting message, but it's a, it's a message to make you think this morning. I, 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 a year later, and you still mad. Now, now watch this. Watch this. He's the top official in the country. He's over and above everybody else. So in that year's time, he's still been serving in his position, even though he's got issue with one person. And he wants to take that issue he has with one person out on everybody else. He's still serving Still in position, still performing his duties, but he got all this stuff in his heart. Can I tell you, it's hard to do your job when you got hatred in your heart. Oh, it's hard. It's, it's, it's hard to, to, to be productive because I would imagine that in a year's time, if you allow me to use the imagination of my mind, that It's time for us to get it right. It's time 
Haman's fear 
but she was going to lose what he had. And because he had this fear that he was going to lose what he had, he couldn't have anybody around him who had their own mind. He couldn't have anyone around him who would not bend and bow down to him. And so it wasn't enough for him to kill Mordecai. He wanted to kill all of Mordecai's people because if this is how Mordecai thinks, then this is how the people connected to him think. So I gotta kill off everybody that thinks like Mordecai. If I'm gonna maintain my position, I can't have people around me who ain't gonna bend and bow down to me. And so I might as well take everybody out right now so I can maintain my position. Can I tell you, some of you are wondering how you ended up becoming a casualty. You became a casualty because of who you were connected to. You hadn't done anything wrong. It was just because of who you were connected to. And because of who you were connected to, some people assume that you thought like the person you were connected to. You were just as strong-willed as they And because of that, they said, not only do we have to take out the head of this circle, but we got to take out everybody in the circle. Because if we leave some in the circle, some are going to assert themselves just like Mordecai. And I can't have anybody around me who ain't going to bend or bow down to me because I believe it's going to cause me to lose my position. Oh, you need to catch this child of God this morning. It wasn't you. You're a casualty because of your connections. And that's why some people made it their business trying to get rid of you. I didn't go through the entire text. Read it when you get home. You're already home. Read it a little bit later. And read how Haman, to push his point, made up all kind of lies and stories. Mordecai and his people. There was some truth, but truth was mixed with lies and errors. And you know, at the bottom of every lie is some truth. And that's how some people get hooked on the lie. Because there was a measure of truth, but then the person veered off into a lie. And the lie is what convinced the king that the people needed to be annihilated. Some people are seeking to get rid of you because somebody sabotaged you by lying on you. They took a little bit of truth, mixed it with a number of lies, and then it caused some people in high positions to see you differently. Now, I got to admit, I'm done. I know I'm talking long, but I got a problem with the king. You know why I got a problem with the king? 
I got a problem with the king because the king then told Haman to do whatever you feel like doing. Go forward with your plan. I got a problem with the king because the king didn't do any fact checking. The king didn't follow up. The king didn't take the time to see if there was any truth to what Haman was saying. The king just accepted it as it was out of the mouth of Haman, not understanding that he was talking to a hater. If he had understood that he was talking to a hater, he would not have taken what Haman said as gospel truth. I'm talking to somebody. Some people, you need to be cautious. Because some are coming to you about some other people, and they're coming as if they're trying to warn you of what to watch out for. When you don't even understand that those people are secret haters. And that's why they're saying what they're saying to you. But they got to say something that they believe that's going to hit you in your spirit to a point that will make you feel like you are doing the right thing by annihilating them. Can I tell you, be cautious of those who come to you in that manner. They're about to become casualties, but my time is up this morning. I gotta leave it alone. It didn't happen. It didn't, it didn't take place. God didn't allow it. His plan to be fulfilled. God did block it. And can I tell you, because I got to get out of here, that, that, that there's someone who's watching me this morning, and, 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 and your, your heart is hurting because of the Haman in your life, who is telling lies on you and about you. And your heart is hurting this morning and you feel as though uh, that there's no way that you can overcome what's been said about you. Can I say to you this morning that God is not going to allow that lie to live. God is not going to allow that, I feel God right there, that lie to live. Did you hear what I said? God is not going to allow He's going to kill it. In time. Did you hear what I said? In time. He's going to kill it. He's going to kill it. And when he kills, when he kills it, he's going to vindicate you. When, 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 he, kill, when he kills it, he, he's going to promote you. When, 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 when he kills it, he, he's going to elevate you. Can, can I tell you, you just hold on. You just remain strong and steadfast and unmovable. Can I tell you, God is going to kill it. And when he kills it, uh, he's going to elevate you. To God be the glory. Just something soft. I'm done. I know I'm talking long. Yeah, yeah, to God. Thank you, Mike, you're always on point. Yeah, yeah, for the things, yeah. 
he has done. Yeah. That's for you this morning. Thank you, Mike. To God.
And Father, thank you for how you blessed us on this day. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your worship. We lift up once again those who are sick, those who are bereaved, those who are going through a season of suffering. And God, we ask right now that you would look upon us now as we leave from this place, but never in your presence. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. God bless your family. Go in peace. Go in